So, I have a f- fresh, fresh Rima word. But are you guys expectant? Yes. Amen? Okay. Uh, just want to ask you, FYI. Okay. How many of you this week, this week, from Monday to Saturday, got a negative report? Can I see hands? Negative report. Right? Come on, raise your hands. Raise your hands high. And look at one another. Just look at one another. Okay? You got a negative report? Yeah? Now, I'll tell you why I'm doing this. Any part of the body that gets hurt, the entire body becomes, you know, gets hurt. If you feel pain in any part of the body, especially, let's see, the toe is like the smallest part. The smallest toe gets hurt, the entire body feels the pain of it. So, the first thing that I want to tell you is, your negative report, the hurt that it caused you, is not just your hurt, it's the hurt caused to the entire body. So, first thing, we stand with you. We stand together. Your pain is our pain. So that your breakthrough is our breakthrough. Are you hearing this? See, we are part of the same body. That's why the devil purposely wants to distract you. Because this is a season of stretching. Harvest is coming. There's a season of sowing. There's a season of stretching. And there's a season of harvest. Now what I mean by stretching is It's a seed time and harvest. After you sow and before you harvest, there's a period of waiting. Every farmer needs to wait. But the period of waiting is not for the person to just sleep for the entire season. It is for him to get prepared for the harvest that is coming. So the season of stretching in a believer's life is a season where he's preparing for the great harvest to come. Your last year's Reaping is not what is going to be this year. So if it has to be more, you need to stretch more. That's why enlarge your territories. Enlarge your territories. Stretch your tent. Stretch it. A fearful person coils up. A faith-filled person stretches. Especially in the time of famine is when you stretch. Isaac sowed in the land during the famine and he reaped hundredfold. You want to reap hundredfold? This is the time of stretching. You are being stretched. You feel like, oh man, what is this happening? Nobody probably understands me. Lord, why are you stretching me like this? So many negative report after report, health report. I know some of some of you didn't get your visa. I know someone get a, did get a bad health report. Someone didn't get that promotion that you were waiting for. But that's okay. That's okay. Why? Because we are not living from one circumstance to another. We are living by the word of God. We stand on the word. 
and the world is not changing like our circumstances. This negative circumstance is just there for a moment. No. For this, for this light momentary affliction that you are going through is light momentary affliction. You might feel right now that this affliction that you are going through is like the biggest affliction that you are going through in your life. But the moment you recognize who is inside of you, this affliction becomes light and momentary. It becomes momentary. You might be, you might be saying, how is that momentary? Because I endured this affliction throughout the week. Yeah, you endured it through the week, but now it has become a moment because of what you have stepped into. This light momentary affliction cannot be compared to the glory that is to be revealed in you. Amen? You got a bad negative report? How do you respond to that? How do you respond to a bad negative report? How do you respond to a bad negative report? You have to understand what is the devil trying to do by sending you a bad negative report. What is the devil trying to do? The first thing that he wants to do is shut your mouth. Why does he want to shut your mouth? Because faith-filled people speak. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13 says, We who have the spirit of faith, we believed and so we spoke. If you believe, you will speak. Faith-filled person, people speak words of faith. Words of faith is not thought. Words of faith is not just in your heart. It has to be released through your mouth. That's what Romans 10 verse 8. It says, for the word of faith that is in your mouth. Why did God put the word of faith in your mouth? But you're not speaking. You're not speaking. The moment negative circumstances hit your home, you shut up. You get coiled up. You, you got discouraged, you got disappointed, you got hurt. And that is all fine because that's part of life. But what I'm saying is get above your circumstance. Because the righteous man can fall seven times, but yet he can stand up. What has happened has happened. We can't change what happened last week. But what we can change is today, right now. Right now, right now. I shall not die, but I shall live and declare the glory of the Lord. I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Victory is my portion. Get up. Hmm? So devil's agenda is to shut your mouth. You know why? Because victory is in your mouth. Your breakthrough is in your mouth. Don't let your mouth be dependent on the changing circumstances. If the circumstances are good, I'll say praise God. The circumstances are bad. Yeah. I'll shut up. No. We will speak God's word whether we are on the mountain or whether we are on the valley. We'll speak God's word not depending on the circumstances but we'll speak God's word based on His faithfulness. His faithfulness. His faithfulness. And it might feel like you are the, you're the worst hypocrite in the world. Oh man. 
when you say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and you might feel the, the worst sinner in the whole world, but you should say it more louder. You know why? Because you're not putting confidence in you. Credibility is not on you. The qualification for you to speak the word is not on you. See, when a king sends a messenger to release a word, and when the messenger has to release the word, it's not the qualification of the messenger. The messenger releases the word because of the assignment for which the king has sent him. Amen? So speak boldly. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God. Amen? I am the righteousness of God. Now, your last week must have been defeated. Your last week must have, you might have felt so distracted, disappointed, discouraged. You might have even felt, oh man, am I even saved? But today, this light momentary affliction is over. Today, I speak the word of faith. I speak the word of faith. I am the righteousness of God. There is nothing that can separate me from God. Therefore, there is now no condemnation. I am no longer separated. Everything begins new. I am a new creation. All things have passed away. Stir it up, guys. Stir it up. Stir it up. Don't let the devil bully you. Don't let the devil bully you with the negative circumstances. Do you know something? Your negative circumstances is speaking to you. It's speaking to you. It's telling you, this is not going to change. This is what your reality looks like. If this is today, future will look even bad. The negative circumstance is speaking to you. When he speaks to you, when the negative circumstance speaks to you, you respond back. And Jesus responded to the fig tree. He did not just speak. The fig tree was talking to Jesus. He responded back to the fig tree. And Jesus said, from now on, I rebuke you. You're cursed. So speak back to your circumstances. When the negative report comes, or the, the medical negative report comes, look at the medical report and speak back. I don't believe on this. I believe that Jesus has finished on the cross. It is finished. It is done. I stand on what God's word says. Amen. You, you were supposed to go to South Africa and the visa doesn't come through. You stand on God's word. I heard the Lord say that he is going to take me there. So I don't care if my passport has come. Oh man, can, can I tell you? Elijah didn't need a passport. He didn't need a visa. The word says he was transported in the Lord. I'm saying, why don't we believe in the word for that reality to happen than get discouraged when the visa doesn't come through? How the Lord has to do it is not your concern. You believe in the what? Hmm? You believe in the what? Believe. The word has been released. If the Lord has spoken that word, it has to happen. It has to happen. I don't, I don't care if my circumstances show it or not. I don't care if my situation shows it or not. Amen? The Bible says, He became poor so that I could become rich. 
So when you look at your bank balance and you feel, I don't look so rich. Don't care. Don't care. Why? You are rich. Why? Because the word says so. The word says so. I am rich because the word says so. My bank balance may say different things, but I rebuke that. The word says I am rich. Right? Mm. We stand on the word of God. Stand on the word of God. You know, Jesus had a treasurer. And that treasurer was stealing money from the treasury. Okay? Jesus knew about it. Still did not take the responsibility away from him. I'm not saying you should do that. But that was Jesus. You know why? Because he knew there's an overflowing supply that is upon his life. In fact, there was, a, there was a time when they had to pay taxes and Jesus does not take money from the treasure box. He tells Peter, go, find the, catch the first fish and in the fish you'll find a coin and that will pay off the taxes. Jesus can pay your taxes through a fish. <laughs> Am I making sense to you? Don't put your hope in the bank. Don't put your hope in the company that you're working for. Put your hope in God. In God. He can, he can bring things into existence by the power of His Word. The Word can create. Amen? So, we purely stand here on God's Word. God's Word. Amen? You know, the beginning of this week, we heard, we heard a medical report. It just put my mind into a whole different tangent throughout the week, throughout the week. In the middle of the week, the Lord spoke to me and said, the word of faith is in your mouth. Release it. Release it. Now the thing is, you know, you get one report, but then you start thinking about everything else. You know, it goes in a whole different tangent. You start thinking financially. I start thinking financially. I start thinking, you know, emotionally. I start thinking about ministry-wise. And I'm like, the devil is telling me, you know, you're not going to grow. Your future looks bleak. You're, there's no hope. You're hopeless. That's what the devil is trying to tell me. And the word of the Lord came. The word of God is in your mouth. And immediately I remembered what the Lord has spoken to me last year. He said, the blessing of the Lord shall come upon you and shall overtake you. And I am saying the blessing of the Lord shall come upon me and shall overtake me when I have like so many bills to be paid. Huge list of bills. You know, It's like unending. But I know more than the unending list of bills is the blessing supply that is upon my life. So I start speaking. The blessing of the Lord shall come upon me and shall overtake me. The blessing of the Lord shall come upon me and shall overtake me. The blessing of the Lord shall come upon me and shall overtake me. And then what I had to do was I had to go into the drawing room because I don't want to disturb Betty when she's sleeping. The blessing of the Lord shall come upon me and shall overtake me. Why do I need to shout? Why am I shouting? God, God can hear your faintest whisper 
it is not for god it is for your heart and your mind to align itself to that word some of you your confidence lies in the intensity of your sound that you're releasing because the devil has choked you so much has put you in a corner and he's telling you you are defeated your breakthrough will never happen this is all false think practically think logically practically logically gaya bhad mein i am going to stand on the word of god if the word says this i am going to believe the word of god There's, there's no this thing and that thing, and I have to. No, I'm going to stand on the word of God. If the Lord has released a word over my life, I'm going to stand on the word of God. Amen. Friday night, Friday night, I'm like praying. I think it's 2 a.m. and I'm praying, and I see this picture that Jesus comes into my room. and i just hold on to his feet and just keep crying just cry at his feet and and i remember the story of the woman with the alabaster jar like i suddenly remembered that because that woman came with great expectation to meet jesus maybe the previous day she the bible says she was a sinful woman so maybe the previous day she had to do her work because that's how she earns money she's desperate but because she's more desperate to see jesus she unashamedly uninvited she goes into that place she's not invited everybody knows her character but she goes to that place because she's so desperate for a miracle in her life she's so desperate for redemption in her life she takes the most expensive thing that she has the alabaster jar that she had they say that it's 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 it costs her probably her whole year of wages her entire year of wages maybe that was her investment for her to get out of the business that she was in maybe that was the thing that she was hoping she had put a whole confidence in that once i have enough money i can get out of this but she knows that when jesus comes into the town he is the solution to your problem so she stops trusting in what she has put confidence in all these years she takes that she takes her confidence goes to jesus breaks the alabaster jar because she knows it's worth it it's worth it because jesus has come into her town uninvited but she's unashamed why because she knows her confidence her confidence is in jesus she stays there at her feet wipes her feet oh man just i want you to imagine this all this year of wages that she just drops it at the feet of jesus and starts worshiping him I saw that image and I just began to cry the whole night I began to cry I began to cry and I said Lord you are worth it you are worth it and and I'm telling you what I said to the Lord because I want this to be an encouragement for you I said Lord if this circumstances changes or not I'll still hold on to you 
If this thing changes or not, I'll still hold on to you because you are worth it. You are the love of my life. I will not let go. I will keep believing in the goodness of the Lord. I will keep believing that what you have spoken over my life, it will come to pass. My circumstance will change. It has to change. Mm. I woke up in the morning and that's the word that I got. Surely, surely your future is not cut. Surely. This is the word that I got. Well, let me read that for you. Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 23. Surely there's a future. Say with me, surely there's a future and your hope will not be cut off. Your hope will not be cut off. Any circumstance that is trying to say that it's hopeless and there's no future, it's a lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Speak to that circumstance. Surely I have a great future. Surely I have a great future and my hope will not be cut off. Because my hope's name is Jesus. My hope will not be cut off. It will not be cut off. Not be cut off. Amen. I want to encourage you. Don't give up. Stand on the word. Stand on the word. Stand on the word. This word has so many promises for you. Amen. So many promises. Either we believe in this or let's do something else. Let's play football. But if you are here, let's believe what the word says. And this word says you are above your circumstances. Amen? Let me show you. Come with me. First John. Now, this is when I begin, okay? Beginning of the sermon. First John chapter 5. Hallelujah. First John chapter 5. Verse 4. Are you with me? 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. For everyone who is born of God overcomes the world. For everyone who is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So if you are born of God, you are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. You are the overcomer of every circumstance that is trying to put you down. You are an overcomer. You might have lost the couple of battles the last week. But can I tell you, the battle is not over till you win. The battle is not over till you win. Once you win, the battle is over. Because you are an overcomer. You cannot be defeated. The match is fixed. You are an overcomer. For whoever is born of God is an overcomer. Now, read the next verse. Who is it that overcomes the world? Except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Yes. Now, 
you know, when, when you just read verse 4, which says, whoever is born of God overcomes the world, the devil might put a thought in your mind, maybe you're not the son of God then. He'll disqualify you. Have you, have you seen your history? Have you seen your past history? Doesn't look like you're the son of God. Verse 5. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God? So irrespective of my history, irrespective of how the last week went, if you can believe that Jesus is the son of God, you're an overcomer. So you're not an overcomer because of what you can do. You're an overcomer because Jesus is the son of God. If you believe that Jesus is the son of God, you are an overcomer. Overcomer. You're an overcomer. Next verse. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. Verse 7. For there are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree. The Spirit the water and the blood. What do they agree? What do they testify? They testify that Jesus is the Son of God. The water testifies that Jesus is the Son of God. What do you remember of the water? When Jesus was getting baptized, water baptism. Matthew chapter 3. That the moment Jesus came out of the water, the Father spoke from heaven, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So the water testifies that yeah, yeah, he is the son of God. Because I heard the Lord say. In fact, if, if, you, see in, if you see the Bible, the water is a symbol of God's word. Whenever you see the word water, when Jesus says, I am the living water, it is a symbol of God's word. Okay? Okay. Um, I'll give you one example where Ephesians 5 was 20, 22. If you have your Bibles, Ephesians 5. Water represents the word. Ephesians 5. Okay, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives as... Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. So the word is like water. It's like water. Water is what testified God's word. So word is like water. So when you read water, it means the word. So the word testifies that Jesus is the son. The word testifies. The blood of Jesus also testifies that Jesus is the son. How does the blood of Jesus testify? Because the blood of Jesus is greater than the blood of bulls and goats. In, in the Old Testament, they had this particular day known as the Day of Atonement, which happened once in a year. And the Day of Atonement was when, the, you know, when they would sacrifice for the entire sins of the nation, nation of Israel. Right Now, the blood had to be sacrificed every year because the blood of bulls and goats could, could, only cover, could only cover the sin for one year. 
it was not perfect but the bible says that jesus blood was so perfect that it is much better than the blood of bulls and goats that its sacrifice was a complete sacrifice see the high priest they would sacrifice and every year they had to sacrifice again and again again and again that's why every day high the priest had a duty they were working they were striving striving so that their sins will be covered but jesus when he sacrificed he sat at the right hand of god no high priest no priest sits you know why because they have daily duties their their duties is not over but jesus is the only high priest who sits because his work is complete it's finished it's done once and for all that's why the blood of jesus is more powerful than the blood of bulls and goats in fact what jesus did on the cross is an eternal sacrifice meaning eternal sacrifice meaning if you see time time in a linear fashion where from bc to ad we go and right now it's 2023 and then 2024 linear fashion the the sacrifice that jesus did is not in time it is outside time so much that every time when you when you focus on the blood of jesus on what christ has done it feels like as if it was done right now yes. it's eternal it's an eternal sacrifice so the blood of jesus is as fresh as it was 2000 years ago that's the power of the blood of jesus that's why in in the book of revelations it says the lamb who was slain before the foundation of the earth meaning even before you were born even before god created the world the lamb was slain in time it was slain 2000 years ago but it's an eternal sacrifice that means every time you focus back on the cross the blood of jesus is as fresh as it was 2000 years ago that's why we partake of the communion why we are saying that we're declaring the death of jesus because this sacrifice is as fresh as it is as it used to be 2000 years ago it is fresh it has a power it's powerful it's not like the blood of bulls and goats which reminds you again and again oh you need to do another sacrifice next year it's a done sacrifice in fact it's not a reminder of your sins anymore because the blood of bulls and goats will remind you of your sins you're covered for now but next year you need to do it again but the blood of jesus is not a reminder of your sins it's a reminder of your justification it's done once and for all you are pronounced not guilty you are pronounced not guilty but pastor sam that's not how i feel you don't have to feel it you have to believe it believe it believe more than your feeling feeling will come it doesn't matter you feel it or not what matters is the truth amen and the truth today is that you are justified by the blood of jesus amen so the water testifies that jesus is the son of god the blood testifies that jesus is the son of god the spirit the holy spirit testifies that jesus is the son of god now the important thing about all of these three things is if the word the blood and the spirit is testifying that jesus is the son of god that means it is also testifying that you 
are God's children. You are the son of God. Because just like he is, so are we in this world. So when you read the word, the word will tell you, you are God's beloved. In whom God is well pleased. When you see the cross, the cross will tell you, the blood of Jesus will remind you, hey, forget all of that, forget all of that. The blood of Jesus will say, perfect sacrifice done by the Jesus has completely redeemed you from your old sinful nature. You are new. You have been redeemed. And the Holy Spirit inside of you, the Holy Spirit is not like an alarm bell that will rise. Only when, it, when you do something wrong, the alarm will... No. The Holy Spirit's responsibility is to point you towards Jesus. That you are the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. You are accepted in the beloved. You are chosen. You have been redeemed by His blood. Amen? Three things are testifying that Jesus is the Son of God. And three things are testifying that you are God's Son. Three things. You hold on to any three. I'm saying God give you three. You don't need three. If, even if you hold on to one, you will live a victorious life. Word, blood, Holy Spirit. The Word says that you are the righteousness of God. The blood says you are the righteousness of God. The Holy Spirit says you are the righteousness of God. You don't need these three, but these three testify and they agree of you. Even if you take the testimony of even one, you shall live and overcome a life. Overcome a life. Overcome a life. Amen? See, the day you received Jesus, your spirit was recreated by the word. Your spirit was recreated by the... That's why First Peter 1 verse 23 says, You are not born of the perishable seed. You are born of the imperishable seed, which is the living and abiding word of God. That means your, your new spirit, which is who you are. You're not the mind. You're not the heart. You're not the body. You are the spirit being. That new spirit has been recreated by God's word. Okay? So you are the seed of God. You are born of God's word. But here's the thing. Why a new creation is very unique and different from Adam is because when you were born of God's word, you were also sealed with the Holy Spirit. So inside the spirit, it's no longer I, it's we. I has been crucified. So it's you, your spirit that is born of God's word and the Holy Spirit. Right? They are in complete union. For those of you who are single, I'm telling you, you're already married. You're sealed with the seal of the Holy Spirit. That's the best marriage you can ever have. Now, think about this. So your spirit being is that you are united with the Holy Spirit like this. It's a seal of the Holy Spirit. What God has put a seal, nobody can unseal it. Right? So the word, word, Holy Spirit are together in your spirit being. Wherever you go, the word and the spirit is within you. Wherever you go. But the beauty is, it has, this, this covenant has been instituted by the blood of Jesus. That means the blood of Jesus covers this union. 
Why does the blood of Jesus cover your union? Because the blood of Jesus has become your protection, has become your security. So that nothing, nothing can hinder this union. The blood of Jesus has become your security. Am I making sense? A covenant relationship is instituted by blood. And your relationship that you're sealed with the Holy Spirit is done by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. The blood of Jesus has become your security. That God is always with you. He is for you as He is inside of you. That's what Christ in you, the hope of glory, is not a reality only when you come to church. It's a reality when you are down in your filth and you're thinking of hopelessness. Even then, Christ is in you. Christ is in you. Amen? That's your spiritual reality. But the thing is, if that is my spiritual reality, then why am I feeling this? You're feeling this because you're entertaining words, negative words. Spiritual warfare is all about the war in your mind. And it's a war of words. If you want, write it down. Spiritual warfare is the war of words. If a bad news can change your posture from feeling so disappointed and discouraged, what will a good news do? It's the bad news, right? It's the bad news of the circumstance that has made you feel so disappointed, that has put your whole hope down, that has, that has make you lose your confidence. Then what will the good news do? What will the good news do? It will lift you up. It's the war in your mind where the good news of Jesus is being bombarded by the bad news that the devil is trying to give you. So that's why... Every time you release the good news of Jesus from your mouth, the word of faith that you release, you are actually operating in your spiritual reality that the spirit is being sealed with you. You are born of God and the blood of Jesus has sealed this union. That's why it is important, my friends, I'm telling you, it is important that when you read your Bible, don't just read your Bible, declare the word. And not, don't just declare the word when you're reading the Bible. Declare the word when the enemy brings in bad news. You declare the word with good news. I stand on the good news of Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For He has anointed me to proclaim the good news. Good news needs to be proclaimed, not just thought. Proclaim. So when the devil is trying to shut you up with a bad news, proclaim the good news. I stand on the promises of God. That his promises are yes and amen. It is finished. It is done. Amen. Stir it up. Stir it up. Release your words of faith. You are an overcomer. He who is one of God has overcome the world. You are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. That's why don't give up. My friends, don't give up. Yeah, your last week must have... <laughs> was ruined. Went for a toss. Don't give up. Today is the day of salvation. Today, if you hear His voice, if you hear His voice, release your faith. Release your faith. Amen. 
the moment you start releasing your faith, all this affliction that was causing you so much hurt, it becomes light and momentary. It just becomes momentary. Ah, momentary. Done. If it was finished the moment you spoke. The moment you spoke, it got finished. You overcame that circumstance. Amen? The blood of Jesus is your security. The blood of Jesus is security. The blood of Jesus, the Bible says, the blood of Jesus speaks a better word. Why does the blood of Jesus speak a better word? It says the blood of Jesus speaks a better word than the word of Abel. When Abel died, Abel's blood was condemning Cain. I was killed by him. So God, you do take a judgment. The blood of Jesus does not speak words of condemnation. The blood of Jesus speaks words of justification. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word. Say with me, the blood of Jesus speaks a better word. Speaks a better word. Amen. I'm telling you three things that are speaking words over your life. The word of God, the blood of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Three things. Three things. When the devil attacks you with one, God has given you three things. One is to three. It's always one is to three. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound. So when whatever the devil is prepared to attack you with, know that you are three times powerful. God has equipped you with three times. How much negative words can the devil bring to you? Three times more you are equipped with. Three times more. Amen. The timer is not working, so I don't know how long. But, yeah, are you guys blessed? Amen. Let's just read one verse and we'll finish. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. Has everybody got it? It says, They have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they loved not their lives even unto death. This is talking about the saints who have conquered the devil. You can put your name instead of they. And Bhavya has conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Put your name. And Sam has conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Amen. Now blood was shed on the cross. That's done. So that's not your thing. That was Jesus' thing. He's done it. What is your responsibility? Word of your testimony. Speak it out. Speak it out. Release. Release the word. I am not defeated. I am victorious. I am more than a conqueror. I am no longer separated. I am not condemned. I am victorious in Jesus. Speak God's word. Keep speaking God's word. Amen? To speak God's word, you need to know some God's word, right? So. so <laughs> Yes. Because I see some of your faces, you're thinking, yeah, but what, 
What are the words that I should speak? Amen. Blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. That's why, that's why we encourage you to share your testimony. Amen. Don't wait for that big major thing to happen. The moment you even get a glimpse of a good news, speak it out. Speak it out. Tell 10 people. Okay, I'll tell you why you don't share your testimony. I'll tell you why. Because you are worried if that thing doesn't come out, your reputation will go in ruins. Isn't that true? Like for example, let me, let me tell you. Someone is battling a health condition. And you got a small good news. But you will not share. I will only share once I completely get out of it. Why? Because what if this thing comes back to me tomorrow? Then how will I show my face to the church? You are worried about your reputation. That's why you don't speak out. Isn't that true? You're worried about your reputation. But can I tell you something? In the Bible, if you look at all the people who are called faith warriors, the first thing that they did, they lost their reputation. First thing. God told Abraham, change your name from Abraham to become Abraham. You know the meaning of Abraham? Father of many nations. Somebody at the age of 90 year old being called, oh, father of many nations, come here. Do you know how embarrassing it is? When you don't have children of your own, but God has told you to change your name. Do you know how embarrassing it is? You lose your reputation. You have to lose your reputation. Noah, God asked Noah to build an ark. At the time where there was no concept of rain. And he's building an ark and he's preaching the gospel for 200 years. Seems foolish. Stupid. He had to lose his reputation. You, you want to get on this faith wagon and see miracles and wonders happening, lose your reputation. Be ready to lose your reputation. If you hold on to your reputation, yeah. <laughs> That's why any testimony that you have, release it, share it with people. Why? Because it's not dependent on you. It's dependent on Jesus. He has done it. Amen. Out of the 10 bad news that you have, and after that, even if you get one good news, share that good news. Share that good news as if it is the biggest thing that has ever happened in, my, in your life. Oh, you know what, pastor? I had a toe pain and that got healed. That is amen. Do you know? Because somebody's toe pain getting healed will become somebody's breakthrough of a major cancer getting healed. Amen. Don't, don't put too much confidence in your reputation. Let go, guys. Let go. The Bible says, when David was dancing, he danced, but he lost his clothes. He was dancing undignified. And we keep singing, I will dance, I will dance, I will dance like David danced. I don't see anybody dancing like David dancing. <laughs> well, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes. That's too dignified. What hypocrisy. Amen. Lose your reputation. The I has been crucified. I am completely believing in Jesus. He is my qualification. He is my reputation. Amen. Lose your reputation. Let go. If the Lord has told you something, do it. So the moment you get a testimony, testify about it. Regardless, 
regardless of what happens tomorrow regardless of what the enemy does tomorrow regardless if that comes back tenfold forget it do it today today if you have a good news testify about it release it because we stand on the word of god we stand on the goodness of jesus amen amen lose your reputation <laughs> hallelujah are you guys blessed yes. amen amen so pick yourself up amen the righteous shall fall seven times but they, yet they shall stand up we are overcomers overcomers and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony now here's an exercise that i want you to do right now stand up in your places amen whatever the problem whatever the hindrance that you're encountering right now whatever the negative report is okay just close your eyes so that you don't get distracted whatever that report is whatever that bad news is speak to it the word of your testimony speak to it by faith i shall live i shall not die i shall live and i will declare the wonders of the lord come on speak to that report look that report in the eye and speak to it i am an overcomer i am an overcomer this thing has to pass it has to be removed because the word has been released over my life i will no longer live in debt the blessing of the lord shall come upon me and it shall overtake me i shall no longer be sick because the healing of jesus is my portion come on speak it out speak it out with confidence guys speak it out with confidence open your mouth release the words come on speak it out speak it out i am victorious i am a champion i will release my faith come on because i trust in you jesus my confidence is in jesus my confidence is in jesus come on come on come on release 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 speak it out speak it out i know guys i know for some of you you've been so coiled up you've been put so much into a corner you've been threatened by things but i want you to release your faith because the moment you start releasing your faith breakthrough has happened victory is in your mouth your victory is in your mouth your victory is in your mouth come on yes the lord has restored has restored yes victory is in your mouth ah you're going to increase and your children are going to increase ah i see you're going to increase and your children are going to increase your children shall be taught by the lord and great peace shall be upon them you will enlarge your boundaries you will stretch because what the lord has for you it will not be enough to contain it and the lord will open the windows of heaven and he shall bless you bless you bless you so that there will be no need there will be no lack 
No lack is your portion. No need is your portion. For my God shall supply all my needs according to the riches of His glory. My God shall supply all my needs according to the riches of His glory. My God shall supply all my needs according to the riches of His glory. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Let it be done according to your word. Let it be done according to your word. And your word speaks well-being. Your word speaks wholeness. Your word speaks peace. Your word speaks righteousness. Your word speaks joy. Let it be done according to your word. I speak restoration right now in the name of Jesus. Families being restored right now in the name of Jesus. Anything that the devil came to steal the joy and peace in your life, I speak restoration, complete restoration in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, it ends right now. It ends right now. Every attack of the enemy ends right now. I speak immediate breakthrough in your circumstances. Right now, right now. The good news of Jesus is louder, is louder than the bad news of all the circumstances combined. I speak the good news of Jesus over your life. I speak the good news of the Jesus over your life. Yes. 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 This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight. Come on. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I. This is how I fight my battle this is how I fight my battle this is how I fight my battle this is how I this is how I fight my battle yes oh we are victorious it may look like I'm surrounded but I'm
is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the broken hearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Here's the best part. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Amen. Amen. How many of you have feet? You have feet? Yeah. Amen. This is what I see. I see I see in the spirit realm, I see this snakes just running off because they are afraid of you. So before it runs, crush it. Crush it. Crush it. The Bible says, for the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. Underneath your feet. So crush it. This is how I fight my battle. Come on. This is how I fight my battle. 